Welcome to the Sanctus NYC Message Podcast. We are the young adult community of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, built on the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Join us today as we look to God to lead us into the fullness of the life that he has for us. The main thing that I want to get at with you guys tonight, the main thought I want to share is... um, one thing that I've learned in my life is that the issue is never with God. It's always with me. When you're discouraged and maybe you've grown up around church or you've been like, I've prayed before or I've tried this and it didn't really work. Trust me, it is never that he doesn't work and that he's not faithful. My life is, the only reason I'm doing what I'm doing today is because I went from that place to meeting Jesus and What I'm gonna share with you today is, I think kind of how we can get from that place to really meeting Jesus in a deeper way. So I have a verse really quick that I wanna share. This is, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have it on the screen. So if you do wanna pull it up, it's in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. Um, But I'm gonna just read it to you really quick. It says, and so this is Isaiah going to Israel. For those of you who understand how the Old Testament and that covenant with God worked was God was pretty much like, if you're faithful to me, if you love me, if you don't cheat on me with other gods, um, I'm gonna bless you. Things are gonna be going amazing. You're gonna have everything you could ever need. But if you do, then you're gonna be cut off from me and you're gonna find yourself in a horrible spot. And so um, Isaiah coming to Israel as they find themselves in a horrible spot where they kind of cheated on God and next thing they know, They're losing everything. They're getting run over. Um, Things are going really bad. And so Isaiah, or I'm sorry, not Isaiah, Hosea. So Hosea in chapter 10, verse 12 says, um, and he's speaking on behalf of God. I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard grounds of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. But you have cultivated wickedness and harvested a thriving crop of sins. You have eaten the fruit of lies, trusting in your might, military might, believing that great armies could make your nation safe. So obviously, this is a very different context. This is even a different covenant. That's a whole thing that we could talk about another time. We are in a different covenant with Jesus, but there's still something really beautiful to learn from this right now. Hosea is going to them. They're in a horrible spot. And he says, look, like this thing is blown up. Your life is in a horrible spot. You're stuck. You're getting run over by invading enemies. What were the things that led to that happening for them? He says, you harvested a crop of sins. You've eaten the fruit of lies You've been trusting in your might. You thought that if you protected yourself, if you controlled your life, if you went after what you thought was best for yourself, that that was gonna work out well for you. But here you are. You trusted in your might, your understanding. The things that you thought were true were actually lies. The things that you were chasing that you thought life was really about, you got there and when you bit into it, you realized it was a lemon. It looked good, but... It is poison. He's looking at them and saying, 
your heart has become hard to the seeds that God wants to put inside of it. There's all this other garbage. Your heart is hard, it's filled with weeds. There's all these other seeds that are producing poisonous fruit. That's why you're stuck. And so today, if you are here and number one, you don't know Jesus, it is literally as simple as you putting your faith and saying, God, here I am, here's my life. I need you, I want you. Forgive me, here's my life, come do this, let's go. When we do that, the Bible says we're born again. We become children of God. And that is available for every single person here today. But if you are here and you are a child of God, I'm sure a lot of us might look at different areas of our lives where you feel stuck, where you feel like you're just getting run over with the same things over and over again. You like try really hard to get momentum, make promises, be strong, same thing, over and over and over again. You just keep getting stuck to a point where you're like, is this even real? Does this even work? God, are you even... Is this an actual thing or is this just like church and like emotional manipulation? Where God looks at us today and says, if you are not seeing this supernatural fruit, this transformed life, this new heart, power, peace, joy, love, victory, that's not me. I'm pursuing you. I'm coming so that that can be your life. Like, I didn't die on a cross so that you could just stay stuck where you are in the same garbage till you die. A lot of us need to realize if you're stuck today, it's not because of God. He's not withholding from you. It's not that he loves some person more than he loves you. What God looks at us and says today is, plow up the hard ground of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. And so pretty much what this is saying is this. My heart, in a lot of ways, in its current state, is keeping God from doing everything he wants to do in my life. My heart is so hard that God is literally trying to plant these beautiful seeds that are going to produce this amazing fruit. Life is going to be beautiful. But my hardness is making it where God can't do what he's wanting to do inside of me. And what made their hearts hard? Leaning in their own strength. Leaning in their own understanding listening to their heart, following their desires and their dreams and saying, God, I know better for my life than you. And what that ended up leading to was their hearts becoming hard, unable to receive the blessing, the grace, the power of God in their life. And so this is really short today. But the thing I wanna challenge each of us with to go into the retreat, we're all corporately stepping into a time where God is wanting to do more in our lives than we have ever experienced. Wherever you currently are, God has more than you could ask or imagine. Like, has God done amazing things in your life? Awesome. Yes. But you're not even close to what is in store for those who will give their heart and let him do the work and get rid of the things that are blocking him so that he could have all of the fruit that he wants to produce through our lives. Jesus wants to change my life and your life today, leading into this retreat, going through the rest of this summer. And so the thought today then is how do you and I do that thing? How do we plow the ground of our heart so that we could receive what God wants to give us? How do I make myself able to receive the outpouring of the love and power and spirit of God in my life? I wanna give you just a couple quick things. The first one of this is surrender. Bible says, in view of God's great mercy, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. 
What does that mean? That I give my life entirely to Jesus because I realize when I give him all of me, that's when I get all of him. A lot of us give God 25% of our life, but we're asking for him to give us 100% of him. That was my life. I was living for everything but God, but then like, God, give me peace. God, help me. Help me to stop doing this. Help me to start doing that. And meanwhile, God can't fill what is not given to him. And so the starting point for all of us today is, if you're stuck, if you're not walking in everything that God has for you, if you're struggling in the same sins over and over and it's just like, I'm tired, I'm done with this, I want the real thing, then the first thing that you have to do is you have to come to Jesus with your entire heart. It's not about actions. It's not like, all right, what does God want? I need to pray four times. I need to go to just a couple church services. And if I read two chapters a day, then I'll meet God. No, that is much easier. When you can get a formula that allows you to still be in control and be the God of your own life, where it's like, oh, that's all God wants. All right, check. Are we good now, God? No, he says, give me your entire heart. Get in your heart and give me the entire thing. Hold nothing back. When you give me everything, you will have everything that you were made for. You will have this supernatural, beautiful life in Jesus. And so the second thing, how do I know if I'm surrendered? It goes to the second thing. You have to listen. First, we have to surrender tonight. Second, we have to listen. The Bible says that it's not our job to investigate the clues and figure out why I might be missing out with God. God's not like, all right, let's see if she figures this out. God is literally like, if you come to me with your entire heart, whatever it is that's blocking you from everything I want to be to you, I will lead you through it all. I will point out every single area that needs to be dealt with. You're not going to have to figure this out on your own. So the first thing we do is surrender. The second thing we do is we listen. But then what ends up happening from there is when we listen, we start hearing things that we don't like. We're like, oh, this sounds so sick. Yes, God, I want you. I want the real thing. I don't want to just be a church person or be religious. I want this supernatural, insane life with Jesus. But then when you surrender and you listen, he starts putting his finger on things in your life and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. The thing that I want to maybe help some of us realize here tonight is if there are things in your life that you don't want to give up to Jesus, congrats, you're a human being. It's like, you think that's a you thing? You think only you like sin? <laughs> it's like, that is every single one of us here in this room. When we get in our hearts and God begins to put his finger on the things that he's calling us to give to him, then we start seeing things that we don't want to give to him. So then what do we do from there? Are we stuck? Is it just, well, I have to just find the strength in myself to get rid of this thing and hopefully one of these days I'm going to wake up and not want this sin anymore. No. The point of the gospel is that you can't make yourself want God more than you want sin. Are you struggling in sin today and you're hoping one of these days you're going to wake up and it's going to not be the case? Day's never going to come. So there has to be some other hope here. And the other hope is this. When you own that sin and you don't think, I'm kind of weak and I need to become strong. When you realize, I am weaker than I could have ever thought. I, this is who I am apart from you. God, you're showing me what needs to go in my life and I can't get rid of it. 
in the end of the day, I want to be the God of my own life. I want to follow you, but I don't want to follow you. That is a heart that Jesus can work with. How amazing is that? That God isn't asking for you to get your heart together today. He just says, give it to me. Don't make yourself hate sin. Bring your love for sin to the cross and watch what I do with it. There's freedom in that today. This is the gospel. This is not try harder, pray more, try to be a better Christian. It's believe in what Jesus has promised to do in my life and in your life. In the areas we are stuck today, you and I are all being the God of our lives in different areas. And Jesus is saying, there is supernatural life, resurrection life waiting for you on the other side of death. For you to have this life, you need to die. That sin, that love for the world, that love for everything that's a lie and destructive, and you know it is, but you still can't break it, bring that to me so it can be put to death. And what Jesus says is, in Philippians, I will give you the desires and the power to live this life I've called you to live. God isn't like, flex, figure it out, be better. He's like, come to me. That's why the way that we grow and the way that we go high in this walk with Jesus is by and a lot of us here today are in battles where we just keep pushing up against the same thing and it's just we're stuck and whatever. God has allowed that because he's trying to break you. He's trying to break you of yourself so that you get to a place where you see there's no hope in me and I really need to now trust in Jesus. Like this is the only option here. This is the only hope for my life. And so my encouragement to you today is if God is using the circumstances in your life to show you how messed up you are and how sinful you are apart from him, don't fight that. Don't resent that. Embrace it. Lean into the breaking of God in your life. Own the fact that you have nothing apart from him because the sooner you get to that place, the more you can begin to trust him for everything that he's promised to be through you. So we surrender, we listen, we receive. What we just talked about, I receive his spirit's help. I bring my flesh to the cross and I receive death and resurrection life. There's no way I can change or do anything unless I receive. It's not just surrender, listen, and do. It's surrender, listen, receive, trust, go to the cross. And then finally, the last thing is we obey. God meets us where we are, but then he takes us where we need to go. We can't just have moments at an altar where we just feel good for a second and then go back to our garbage. Let the altar be the place where you receive so that you can begin to walk. I'm so overwhelmed today at this. Obviously, if you're listening today, I'm not a great talker. It's not like I'm saying like crazy words. You know this is true, what I'm saying right now. You know this is the truth. The Bible says the truth will set you free. And so tonight, as we respond to Jesus with our hearts, and we say, God, here is my life. I need you. There is no hope here. I put my hope in you. I need you today. Here is everything. That is breaking up the hard soil of our heart. And that's how we position ourselves to begin to see heaven open up in our lives. And what we need is more than good ideas, 
principles to apply to our lives, we need a touch from heaven, every single one of us here. We need encounters with God. We need revelation, touches. It's like we need something so much more than an idea, right? But the thing is, when we begin to respond to what we're saying here, that's how we position ourselves. And then we just watch. God cannot not be faithful to that. So I want to give us an opportunity. We're going to sing a little bit more. We have a couple songs left. It's starting with me. But if you were the first, if you were with me right now and just saying, God, I don't want more of the same. I don't want just the best that I'm capable of. I don't want to lean in my own understanding, walk in lies, walk in my own strength anymore. Break up this ground in my heart. I offer myself to you so that you could come and work and move in my life. If that's where you are right now and God's stirring you, just stand up with me right now. And the worship team could come up. If that's where you are, you don't need music. You don't need somebody to create a moment for you. Begin to tell Jesus that's where you are. Open up your mouths right now and call out on Jesus. We don't need casual prayers. We need to cry out to Jesus and say, God, we need you. You are our only hope. Here is our lives. and get in your heart. Get in your heart and bring it to Jesus right now. God is here. He's moving in our lives. We're going to sing a couple more songs now. And as we sing, lean into the breaking. Bring your heart low so that he could fill it. Let's spend these last couple moments together tonight pouring our heart out to Jesus and receiving these promises that he's given us. Come on. today's message. To connect with us, visit our ministry page at brooklyntabernacle.org or you can follow us on our Instagram at SanctusNYC.